This is Cruise Radio. Here we go. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. A review of Royal Caribbean's Symphony of the Seas today from Jen. Before we get to Jen, don't forget about Cruise Radio News. It's our Cruise Radio Facebook group. Come in there and kick around the cruise conversation. We'd love to have you. Jen and her family just returned from a seven-night Mediterranean cruise on Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Symphony of the Seas. And Jen joins us on the line. Hey, Jen. Hey, Doug. So uh, we were chatting before the interview here, and you said this is your first time ever sailing Royal Caribbean, and you've only sailed Disney prior to this? Yes. Yes. So we had decided we had actually booked the same kind of Mediterranean itinerary with Disney, and I kind of thought, well, you know what, let's let's try a different ship, something something brand new, and so we decided to go with the Symphony of the Seas. Just curious, from a price point, booking a Disney Med against a Symphony of the Seas Med, does Symphony of the Seas come out a little cheaper? You know, that's a great question. And actually, it did by about $100. Wow, okay. Which is, yes, which is remarkable. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of, at first, we were only looking at interior staterooms and comparing the two interior staterooms. We ended up going with a boardwalk balcony on Royal Caribbean, but the base price of both interior rooms, Disney was about $100 higher. Wow. Interesting. Which is amazing. Yeah, for sure. Now, you live um, over here in Florida, in Jacksonville, and you had to get to Barcelona. So uh, how much pre-cruise time did you do in Barcelona before your cruise? We arrived in Barcelona Saturday around noon. Okay. So we flew from Jacksonville to Boston and then Boston over to Barcelona. You said you got there on Saturday at noon? Yes. And what day did the ship leave? Um, Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Gotcha. So you got to do one night over there. Did you enjoy Barcelona? I'm just curious because I, I had a little bit of fun over there. We really enjoyed it. We went to, um, you know, we walked down the um, Las Ramblas. We mm-hmm. went up to the Columbus Tower. Uh, and then we had tickets for the Sagrada Familia. Mm-hmm. So we went to the church and we loved Barcelona. It had such a fun vibe and um it was a shame we were only there one night. Actually, it would have been it would have been nice to have a couple of nights there to experience it a little bit more. Yeah, but it sounds like you packed a lot into twenty four hours. We did. Yeah. Yes, we are notorious for um, for not sleeping much on vacation. <laughs> so yes, we did a lot. Yeah, definitely. So you make your way to the pier. Uh, how was your embarkation process on Symphony? It was incredibly smooth. I had done the um, online check in and everything, so everything was ready to go. And from curb to ship was about 19 minutes. Wow. That's... Yes. Now, yeah. were they doing um, like the express electronic embarkation there with the um, iPads? No. No. Nope, there wasn't. No, but we actually talked to somebody. And okay. I had put our port arrival time as around 11, 11 to 11.30 because mm-hmm. I wasn't quite sure what time we were going to get there. And we actually didn't get there till about maybe 1 or 1.30 just because we ended up doing some activities in Barcelona in the morning. And I don't know if we had just missed the the rush or if that's just a perfect time to show up. But yeah, it was there was nobody in the terminal building. So I got to ask first impressions of Symphony of the Seas because, of course, Disney, you're you know you're like walking onto an almost an ocean liner, and <laughs> Symphony of the Seas couldn't be any more opposite of that. Yeah, it was it was different. I mean, we felt though. Um, 
genuinely greeted and the, you know, everyone seemed very pleasant and very welcoming. And it was when you walk, we, I think we um, embark on, I want to say maybe deck four or five, it's kind of that main promenade Mm -hmm. area. And it was different. It was a little overwhelming at first. And there was a lot, there was a lot of people just kind of milling around and on our ceiling, there was um, a group, Sensi, it's a, like, a, I guess, a, a wax, mm-hmm. scented wax distributor. So there was a, about 2,000 Sensi people. So they had big groups of people. And so um, there was just a lot of people in that one area. We didn't stay there very long. We when, you long. Said, when you said Sensi, I, I was thinking like it was a cult on board or something. <laughs> it kind of, it, it borderline. It was, I mean, it was great for those folks and they they it must have been an incentive reward trip or whatnot but there was about 2,000 fancy mm-hmm. people on wow. board and they're very proud which yeah. was great awesome now um yeah you mentioned when you were pricing so you got a boardwalk cabin on this on this sailing right two of them you said yeah okay yes, we went to boardwalk balcony okay so you did a boardwalk balcony what were your impressions of the cabin oh we liked it it was it was nice um we were up on the 14th floor and kind of towards the aft end, so we mm-hmm. still could see the ocean if we if we wanted to. We could look over our balcony and see it. I liked having the boardwalk with the light, the balcony, and the natural light, and um, so I I liked all that aspect of it. And I didn't feel um, like it was too loud when they were having parties down in the um, boardwalk area. If you opened up the patio door, you could really hear it, but otherwise it was pretty air like quiet. So. When you stay uh, in a boardwalk cabin, do you get like the free Johnny Rockets and the free Coke card? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we had two um, Coke cards and the free Johnny Rockets, although that ended up kind of uh, the, when we went to Johnny Rockets, the, it wasn't, we got charged for it. And so we had to make a trip to guest relations and have that taken care of. And, um, but, and then you also get extra rock climbing which we ended up not getting to do that. We just ran out of time, and it seemed like their hours were really tricky to try and get to the rock climbing wall because there wasn't any evening openings. And with the Mediterranean cruise, you're at port all day. Mm -hmm. So it just seemed like the hours were a little off for us to get to. Traveling with two teenagers, uh, did you find there was plenty of plugs and USBs and all that in the cabin? Yes. And I did have the the internet package, Mm A great tip is I had purchased that on Black Friday, you know, right after Thanksgiving, and I got a great deal on it. I want to say it was maybe 10 or $11 a day versus on the ship, I think they were offering it for $36 a day. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So kind of crazy pricing there. So yeah, if you, if you already have your um, trip booked, you know, go ahead and especially around, you know, the holiday times, they, it seemed to, the price that seemed to be the bottom the lowest price I could find it. How was the speed? It was really good, yeah. actually. Yet my um, my son FaceTimed with his girlfriend back here in Florida and didn't have any problems at all. Um, you know, and we had it for one device, so you could log off, and mm-hmm. another person could log on on their phone, or we had a laptop with us. So I didn't see any connectivity issues at all. Very nice. Let's talk about dining on Symphony of the Seas. Of course, we're talking like mm-hmm. almost two dozen areas to dine in. So let's talk about the main dining room first. So what time dining did you have? We had the my time dining. So okay. anytime we wanted. And how was that? It was good. Actually, we never um, made a reservation. There was, a, I think, three times we went, we ate in the main dining room. And each time we just kind of showed up and we were seated right away. 
there wasn't a, we didn't have to wait at all. Coming from Disney, you're very close with your with your serving staff, I guess, because they follow you to each restaurant, mm-hmm. and so they know what you like to drink. They know everything everything about you. They want to know about your day. They want to. You actually get to really know them, and it's very different with Royal Caribbean. We didn't have that same kind of relationship with the with the serving team, which is fine. So I think each time we ate in the main dining room, we had a different serving team because they kind of just put us wherever, which is fine too, since we kind of just showed up. Since you had um, the My Time Dining, did you make dining reservations in advance? Like say I wanted to eat at 7.15 each night, or did you just kind of show up and get a pager or however that works these days? We just kind of showed up Mm -hmm. because we just kind of winged it. And we we tend to eat kind of late anyway. So we would show up, it was maybe like eight o'clock at night Mm -hmm. and we never had to wait. Okay. So, and we didn't see anybody else waiting either. What did you think of the Windjammer Buffet up there? Actually, I didn't mind it at all. Um, We ate there for breakfast most mornings just because it's convenient. And especially being on deck 14, the Windjammer is just a couple couple decks up, so it was really close. Mm -hmm. I thought it was fine. It seemed like that they had enough stations for everybody, for especially being a full ship with, I think they said there was 5,800 passengers. So I never felt like, oh, I'm waiting in line for something it was never never felt that way and we always found a table for four so yeah I thought it was just fine I mean it's you know it's a buffet so it is what it is but they did have um made to order eggs and so you could get you know fried eggs if you wanted to or omelets or whatnot we did just fine there do they have those freestyle coke machines all over the ship or just in a couple of places you know, that's actually one thing my husband kind of made a comment about. Um, they were not as accessible as you would think. Mm-hmm. So there was a couple up in the Windjammer. Then there was one down um, in, near Sorrento's. I believe one in Park Cafe. And then one by a local Fresh. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. Okay. And sometimes they would be closed. Like if the Park Cafe was closed, you know, so the one in um, Sorrento's was probably the one that was 24 hours. And that's on deck four. Okay. Did you do any specialty restaurants on the sailing? We did. We did the, um, the BOGO. So it was the buy one, get one. And it was for what I had read online. It said it was for the first and second night and that Royal Caribbean would pick our restaurants and our times. And then we could change them when we got onto the ship, which actually seemed really confusing to the staff because mm-hmm. I asked somebody, I said, Oh, we have this BOGO. I, I'm not sure what to do with that. And I would kind of get turned, oh, well, somebody would, um, the guest service person called, and then she said, well, I'm not sure. Let's go check with the specialty dining. It's like nobody kind of knew what to do with that. And so they took me over to the specialty dining kiosk, and I talked to somebody there, and he said, yeah, where do you want to eat? And I'm like, oh, I get to pick. And he's like, yeah, you can pick. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I picked, we picked chops for the first night, Mm -hmm. which was wonderful, which um, probably was um, a bad decision in hindsight, just because everything else kind of paled in comparison then, but it was great. So then for my 12-year-old, he's a half price. So uh, it was $44 for the three of us, and then my um, youngest would be half price. So they actually, you have to pay for it, and then they refund it. So it's kind uh, kind of weird how they do that, but no big deal. And then you, then we paid for him separately at CHOPS. So it all worked out. It was just a little, I don't know, a little convoluted. But then the next night we wanted to try Wonderland, 
which is their kind of molecular dining mm-hmm. kind of restaurant. In hindsight, we probably wouldn't choose that one restaurant again because you go, I guess, for the experience and not necessarily for the food, which I, I had told my kids, I said, we can always get pizza, so don't worry. Mm-hmm. So, um, But we had told our server, you know, we don't like seafood. We're not big seafood eaters. So the first three dishes he brought out were all seafood. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, and he goes, oh, I'll pick something for you guys. I'll pick something for you. And I said, okay. And then he would bring out crab or, you know, um, it was another one was uh, like shrimp. And then there was raw tuna. And I'm like, still not seafood eaters. So I don't know <laughs> if he just wasn't listening or just wanted us to try something different. But it didn't go over very well. So... I think um, people that are very, very adventurous eaters would enjoy Wonderland. It is kind of a fun, like kind of whimsical place. But um, yeah, it was it was an experience that I probably wouldn't need to repeat. Okay, fair enough. Now let's switch here and talk <laughs> about the entertainment on this seven night sailing. And uh, let's start with the inside entertainment, like the shows and the uh, venues around the okay. ship. Then we'll go on the outside. So what'd you think? We went to all the shows. I wanted to check them all out. We went, the ice skating show was great. The only problem was they don't really have a plot or, you know, it had a title. It was titled 1977, Mm -hmm. but nothing, I didn't really understand what was happening in the show. I mean, the performers were all amazing and and it's amazing what they could do, but it would have been better if it was just called like ice skating extravaganza. You know, I just didn't understand the um, point of having a title for it. And then we did go to Hero, which is their aqua theater, mm-hmm. which um, was great too. Kind of the same thing, though. I didn't. It was more of a circus ole kind of thing, which was great. I just I didn't follow. I wasn't quite sure the message they were trying to convey, and maybe it's just purely entertainment. But it it seemed like there was a lot packed into a show. If anybody had a special talent, it seemed like they put them in the show, which mm-hmm. more power to them. But, and it was enjoyable and we all enjoyed it, but I was just like, I don't understand why they're bringing out this disco ball for this show, but whatever. I mean, it works. And then we saw hairspray, which mm-hmm. um, was great. They actually did a really, really good job with that. We all enjoyed that. So those were all great. And there was one night they had a, it was the family comedian show, but it was at 1045 at night, which seemed really weird that they would have the family show so late. Mm-hmm. But we went, and it was good. So, yeah, it was all very entertaining. Uh, How about the outside, as far as, like, you have the abyss out there, the flow rider, the zip line? Did you cover all those? We sure did. Yep, we went on all of them. Yeah, I even did the zip line. All of us did the zip line. Um, It was fun. You know, it's kind of catchy or kind of gimmicky, whatnot, you know, just to be able to do it. Because it actually went right by our, um, our room, right by our patio, which was kind of fun. So we, you know, could sit out there and watch people do Mm -hmm. it. Um, both my boys did the flow riders. Um, the only problem I had with those was they just closed so early. So they closed at, I think, 6 or 7 o'clock at night, which just seemed really early when um, when you're, don't get, you know, when your ship leaves at 7.30. Yeah. You know, if you spend the whole day in port, like you really missed out on some of those opportunities. Yeah. Um, and we did do the abyss too, and that was fun. It was good for... I think my 12-year-old my um, did it a few more times than the rest of us, but mm-hmm. I did it once, and I was good with that. Yeah. I actually, I didn't even get on it. I don't know. I'm not really afraid of heights, but I didn't have any interest on getting on that thing and trying it. Was it pretty mm-hmm. cool? It was really 
bumpy. Like I felt like my head was just like the whole way down, even though it's not, you're not laying all the way down. They want you to kind of lay back, but it just wasn't, it wasn't a smooth See, descent. They were saying that on Harmony of the Seas, and I, I didn't want any part of that. So I was like, yeah. okay, I'm just going yeah. to sit this out and do the zip line. As far as the pools around the deck, did you find there to be plenty of like pool areas out there? Yeah, they have four pools, and I can't, I can't remember how many hot tubs, but we never had a problem finding a pool if we wanted to get into a pool. They have a really cool um, beach pool, and it's salt water. And somebody has said that it's from the Mediterranean that they drain the pool, and that and I don't know how truth that how truthful that is. But it was, I'm like, I think this is salt water, so it was kind of interesting. But um, yeah, we always felt like if we wanted to get into the hot tubs, there was plenty of plenty of room in the hot tubs. It never, pool areas never felt crowded, even on sea day. Yeah, most of those pools are, are are salt water because they, they clean them out and they can actually dump that back into the ocean. Oh, interesting. Yeah, depending oh. on what, what port they're in, they can um, dump it and, and change the water more frequently. Okay, very nice. So I interviewed someone who just sailed Harmony recently, and they said the cruise director was almost non-existent. What was your experience with the cruise director on board? You know, I would kind of say the same thing. I I know, um, I think there was a couple of parties, like they did a balloon drop at midnight the first night, and I think he was leading that. But I don't think I could tell you his name or <laughs> anything significant about him. Yeah, I hear you. On the sailing, you did, what, you had five ports in one sea day? Was that correct? Yeah. Okay. So how did the ship handle on sea days as far as crowds and congestion? We didn't notice a problem at all. Um, you know, we had the, the one sea day, and... That day, I, I had told my family, I'm like, I'm going to check out all the different options for breakfast. I just want to see how crowded they would be on a sea day. And so I went to Park Cafe, and that's where you can get, like, a kind of pre-made sandwiches and that kind of breakfast stuff. And there was – it wasn't busy at all. I went up to El Loco Fresh because I wanted to see what they offered for breakfast. Not a line up there. And then we actually went to the Windjammer and – it was no problem at all. Okay. So good. it wasn't, yeah, it, it actually never felt crowded for as many people that were on that ship. Okay. Very nice. Now you did Marseille, Mallorca, Rome, Naples. Of course you started and ended in Barcelona and one other one I cannot pronounce. What was that? La Spezia. There you go. That was the, that's the one that um, you can go to the Leaning Tower of Pisa. You go to Pisa or Florence from there. Okay, so that's like a, that's almost like Livorno then, because you can do the same thing from Livorno, probably just a different port. Exactly. Um, cool. So what was the biggest highlight out of all those excursions you've done? When we were in La Spezia, we, um, were, we took the train down to Pisa and went up in the Leaning Tower, which was awesome. You know, it's so iconic. And then we were able to get back take the train to, um, my pronounce is wrong, Cinque Terre, which mm-hmm. is the five lands. Yep. So we were able to take the train up there and we took a, a little boat tour along the, um, along the coastline and still made it back to the ship. I think, um, all aboard was seven o'clock and we made it back to the ship at six, maybe six fifteen. Yeah. So we had, and we tend to, um, maximize our time at port. So we don't, we don't worry about getting back. You know, we, we have no problems getting back, you know, close to when the when all aboard is. So mm-hmm. we maximize it. Yeah, yeah. Chica Terry, isn't isn't aren't those cliffs beautiful there? It was amazing, yeah. and it was so so amazing to be in the water and mm-hmm. see it from the water. We took yeah, it was just us on this little private boat tour, 
and it was amazing. And let's see, let's hit maybe two more ports. Uh, what was your second favorite? I would have to say Naples. I know people think Naples is um, crazy, and it is, but it was a crazy great vibe. We had a, um, a great driver. We had hired a, a driver and a guy for just our family, and he took us down to Pastitano, so we got to see some of the Amalfi Coast. And then we went up to Pompeii and had a, a different guide there that specializes in Pompeii amazing it was amazing and then we went to um herculaneum which mm. is another spot that was um, covered by mount vesuvius when it erupted and that is actually better preserved than pompeii it's where julius caesar's brother-in-law's house was or something crazy like that <laughs> it's amazing there's actually still wood there because it was covered in mud it's better preserved mm-hmm. so amazing and then we went back to the Naples port, and I liked that because it was we could walk from the ship, and we walked kind of down to like kind of the touristy area where all the shops were and kind of all the people selling things. And I like that kind of vibe, just that yeah. energy, and and I just loved Naples. I just I, it was just a really great port all around for us. What did you do in Rome? In Rome, we did uh, we also did a tour with it was us and another family from the ship that we didn't know. But I don't know, I enjoyed Rome, but it, it just, we didn't get to see enough of the sites mm-hmm. to feel like we we saw Rome. Like we still, I still feel like we need to go back. And obviously you can't see Rome in a day. So I understand that point of it. But for instance, we were at St. Peter's Basilica and we had about eight minutes. <laughs> so I thought, okay, this is not how I wanted to see Rome. So that was the hard part. You know, I love yeah. being on the cruise and having this little sample of all these cities, but not, but Rome felt like it was a little too rushed. And I think it's because it is an hour and a half Mm -hmm. from the port. So that's three hours gone right there, you know, there and back. So we tend to um, rent cars when we go on cruise, when we get someplace, we rent a car and just go do our own thing. And that's actually what we did in Mallorca and um, Marseille. But that was nice to just kind of get away and take our time with whatever we wanted to. But in the other ports, I kind of didn't trust driving in Italy. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Uh, so you make mm. your way back to Barcelona. How was your debark? It was good. I would say we did express walk-off. Um, we traveled with just carry-ons. Each one of us only had a carry-on. I said, we're, we had a couple more days that we spent in Europe, and I said, we're not dragging around big suitcases. So we all just had carry-ons. So we did the express walk-off. So you could leave anytime between 6 and 8 a.m. They, they asked that you be off the ship by 8. So I think we went up to Windjammer at maybe 7, had breakfast. It was not rushed. You, you know, it didn't seem too crazy in there for us. Um, we had, you know, fun, had no problems finding a table and finding food, so it wasn't a problem. Went down to the room, grabbed our bags, and I think it took us about nine minutes to get off the ship. Wow. And that was with taking the stairs. That's <laughs> the elevators, awesome. of course at that time of day or premium, you know, anytime like that. So, yeah, totally. So looking back on this cruise, uh, do you have any first time tips to offer someone sailing the world's largest cruise ship? Well, you know, for us, since we did travel with just carry on, we did bring a clothesline and we did some laundry in the sink and we hung it up on our, (laughs) we're very Italian in that fashion. I guess we hung (laughs) our laundry on our, um, on our patio. And so I found that was actually one big difference between um, Disney and Royal Caribbean. Disney offers self-serve laundry and mm-hmm. and that kind of aspect. But um, so feel free to do that. We certainly did it. So 
And I think the hardest part on a big ship like that is the communication. If I told my husband, I'm going to go up to the pool, it was really hard for him to try and find me because there's so many different pools. Mm -hmm. So maybe go over, you know, if you're always going to meet at the sports pool or something like that. So then you can find you have a good meeting place because otherwise there was just, you know, too much. It would have been really hard to find each other. And I know they stress making reservations for the shows. There was one show we didn't make a reservation for, and there was there was open seats because they do show like um, the hero show, the aqua theater shows. I think they had that maybe five or six times during the week. So mm-hmm. it seemed like because um, we could hear it from our balcony. So it seemed like that was always going on, but um, you don't have to worry. And and I think the problem too with such a large ship is you want to do everything, and that was hard. That was hard to just be like okay, you know, we can take a step back here. We, we don't have to try and fit everything in. What did you think of, I know you were way up on like deck 14 or was that what deck you mm-hmm. were on? Deck 14, your cabin? Yeah. Yeah. So I know the casino is like 10 decks below that, like deck four. Did you notice any mm-hmm. um, walking down around that area? Um, like as far as any smoke wafting out of the casino? Yeah. You know, it was on four, which was kind of, you know, when I noticed on the ship, it only has forward and aft elevators. There's no midship elevators, mm-hmm. which I don't know. It, it, my Even my kids noticed that. They're like, you know, there's no midship elevators. I'm like, yeah, I noticed that. And we were in the aft end. So if we went down and we had to cross on four, you had to go right through the casino. And you could definitely smell it. Studio B where like we did do the laser tag and then they had open ice skating and some shows were there. So you had to go through the casino to get there. And I was just like, oh, you can just the smell. I would not want to hang out in there. Yeah. It seemed like it was just that old stale cigarette smell. Yeah. Yeah, that's the worst. Well, um, I guess we're wrapping this interview up here. You, you've mentioned that you've done like seven Disney cruises prior to this cruise. Now, would you would you consider going back to Royal Caribbean, or are you going to stick with Disney? You know, that's a great question. Um, I, you know, don't, going on this cruise did kind of open our eyes that there are other cruise lines than than Disney, and it, it's okay to to try different ones. And you know, of course, everybody has their um their plus sides. Like we had said, you know, the the running track on Royal Caribbean was great compared because it's so large Mm -hmm. you could you know make make so much more headway so to answer your question we did book another royal caribbean cruise another mediterranean um different different part of the med for next summer so i guess it did kind of open our eyes that you know just because it isn't disney we can still do it and you know i think we'll disney will always kind of be our unfortunate our gold standard that we'll compare things to but you know, um, we still had a great time on Royal Caribbean. There's just a couple things that I wish Royal Caribbean would do the kind of Disney way, but but that's okay. Yeah, you can't have it all, right? Exactly. Well, uh, final thoughts of Symphony of the Seas. Yeah, I liked it. Like I said, we we enjoyed it. Uh, the room was, you know, uh, nice and brand new and fresh. We didn't feel like we were missing out on anything. I um. I wish some of the food service, uh, like the quick service foods, I wish they were open a little bit later, mm-hmm. especially after getting back from the port so late. It would be nice to have something other than just pizza right. or going to the, you know. So it would be nice to have a little bit more um, choices there, like the El Loco Fresh, which is their quick serve Mexican, closes at 530. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, those kind of things. And um, and I wish uh, the stateroom had a little bit more. 
with me, especially driving with teenagers, I, I wish there could have been a little bit more privacy. Um, that's one thing I think Disney does. It has a curtain, so it separates the two sides of the room. Mm-hmm. So if somebody was sleeping on one side or changing, um, and there's also uh, Disney does split bathrooms. So there's two bathrooms, just about there's a sink and a and a shower and a sink and a toilet. Mm-hmm. So two people can be getting ready at the same time, which is great with teenagers. With Royal Caribbean, the shower's all glass. So if if somebody's in there, they're kind of the only person in the bathroom then for yeah. So it's kind of lacking a little bit of privacy. But, no, I thought it was um, a great ship. I thought the, the most of the staff we encountered were really friendly. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed it. Very good. Jennifer, thank you for sharing this review of the seven-night Symphony of the Seas Mediterranean sailing. We appreciate it. We'd love to hear your comments. Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Let's see what we've got for you. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.